Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Um, I encourage you once again to get in the Word. Stay in the Word. I know you're here on a Wednesday night, not by accident, to hear the Word. Okay? So that's important. That is important. You've got you've to be able to hear the Word. Why? So you can... I had three points, and I don't f remember what they were, Adrian. It was several months ago in Bible study. It was live, love, and grow, I think. I could be wrong. Live, love, and grow. And without the Word, you can't do that. And remember, let, let's just be real about something tonight. You're going to say, man, Pastor Matt, this sounds crazy. That's a, little, that's a little much. But if you're not growing, you're dead. In Christ, if you're not growing, you're dead. Did you know, you say, man, I'm not getting any taller, or I'm not, you know, some of us are like, man, I'm not growing new hair up here or whatever. But I'm telling you right now, because I have a, a steady intake of liquids, water, namely, my cells are able to divide and multiply. So that's why I'm alive, because the inside of my body, the cells, they actually grow. Some, some you shed, you know, you lose skin cells, you lose different kinds of cells every day, but you're always multiplying and growing. Your cells are growing and replenishing. So as a believer, if you're not growing, you're not really alive in Christ. And we never want to be the dead walking, right? Because that's the world. Scripture says the world, they're walking around. They don't even know it, one translation says, but they are dead people walking. Now, God called us to be dead to sin, but not dead in general. Are you all with me? You've got to get in the Word, put God first. Let's go to Acts chapter 4, verse 1. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, remember? They just, they, man, by the power of Jesus, they had, they had healed the lame guy, remember that? At the gate called Beautiful. We remember that last week, all right? Chapter 3. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the what? Some of the Sadducees. <laughs> That's a funny play on words if you were raised in church, the Sadducees. But anyway, that is a sect of the Pharisees. The Sadducees, if you recall, they did not believe in the resurrection. Really odd, which I don't know how they had faith in God, but they didn't believe in the resurrection. Jesus crushed them. Do you remember that? Jesus told the Sadducees, the Pharisees believed in the resurrection, meaning one day you will rise up to eternal life or eternal judgment. And I don't understand the total beliefs of the Sadducees, but Jesus dealt with them. He said, why would God call himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? He is the God of the living and not the dead. So, okay, okay, so these Sadducees, well, they were struggling. These leaders were very disturbed. Someone say disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is, see that? There is a resurrection of the dead. It was a doctrinal issue. They were disturbed, man. There, there's, there's no resurrection of the dead. I don't know what hope they had. Can you imagine you just died one day? Some religions teach that. Say, man, don't hate on people, Pastor Matt. No, I want you to have truth. Did you know that, ask the Jehovah Witnesses, Jehovah Witnesses, ask them about heaven. They have odd answers for that. They believe that 144,000 are going to heaven, but you read in Revelation, it's like 
uh, then you can't go to heaven because that's just for Jewish people. Right? So that's convoluted and strange. Jehovah's Witnesses, some of you say, wait, are you, no, I'm just giving you the truth. Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe the Holy Spirit is a person. They believe it is a force. They also believe that Jesus is Michael the Archangel. That, can I tell you something right now? That is the spirit of Antichrist. I'm going to call it what it is. You may know some Jehovah's Witness people that are sweethearted and they mean well, but the doctrine is wrong. Let me tell you right now. I'm not saying, oh, we're the closest to the truth. No, I'm saying go to the Bible and you decide for yourself. All right? The doctrine is off. Just like these Sadducees, they didn't believe in the resurrection. Well, they don't know the God of the Bible, right? They arrested them for healing a guy and preaching. And since it was already evening, they put them in jail until morning. Wow. Rotten. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of men, this just says men. Y'all know that every church service, there's a lot of women, right? Look tonight. We're, us men, we are blessed among women. I don't know the majority tonight. It could be half and half, but I doubt it. Usually there's more women at church, more women listening to the word. So many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of men, someone say men. Men who believe now totaled about 5,000. That does not include women and children. Isn't that crazy? How many thousands more were women? You know, women are all up in church. When they decide to serve God, man, they're there. They're serving God. The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Sounds like trouble. Big trouble. Annas, the high priest, was there along with Caiaphas. These are the guys that put Jesus to death. John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, By what power or in whose name have you done this? I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry that I don't want him to disturb other people's ability to hear the word. I'm sorry. You might have to take him out for a minute. We do have child care. I am so sorry. I apologize. I know he's having a, a tough time. It's Wednesday night. Sometimes it's tough to... Tough to be here for the kiddos at this hour. Well, we love babies around here. We do. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders. Let's go back to the verse before. I want to say that again. By what power? How many of you know authority is not authority until it's challenged? Are y'all with me? I've had that before. And the devil loves that. Authority is not authority until it's challenged. And you know what I would prefer? I would prefer someone rise up and act like a devil and be rebellious so I know where they, they are. Then someone going, hey man, pastor, you know it's just great. And they're in their heart, they're plotting evil. <laughs> I'd rather someone go, you know what? I have a problem with this. Oh, praise God. I'm glad you spoke up. Let's deal with it, champ. Praise God. Authority is not authority. Until it's challenged. Jesus, Scripture says the Pharisees and Sadducees were always challenging Jesus' authority. Remember, they would ask him, by what authority are you doing this? Well, guess what? Now they're doing it with his, his disciples. Jesus said, the disciples will never be greater than their master. No matter what, even if we do greater works, we're never going to be greater than Jesus, right? But if they persecuted Jesus, they're going to persecute us. They're going to give us a hard time for faith in him. 
So they said, by what power or in whose name have you done this? By what authority? Same questions they had asked Jesus. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, oh, y'all get ready, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? How many of you know that you can disarm someone with a question? My dad, growing up, I would watch him deal with people at church or in personal relationships if someone had a problem. And they'd say something crazy, and one of the things, I watched my dad do this. My dad would put people on edge and put th- put, disarm them, basically. He'd say, what did you mean by that? Uh, what, what I, he's like, no, 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 I, no, let's not move on. Well, pastor, no, what I meant was, no, he's, no, 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 time out. What did you mean by that? What did you mean by that? Look at Peter now. He says, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? That's a great way to begin, isn't it? Why are y'all messing with us? We just did something in the name of Jesus, and this guy's healed, so why are you questioning us? Do you want to know how he was healed? Wow. Let me clearly state, he goes on to say, to all of you and to all the people of Israel, that he was healed by the power, powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. The man you crucified. How many times has Peter said that already now to the people in Jerusalem? The one you crucified but whom God raised from the dead. Oh, he's alive now. That's why y'all are stressed out. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Cornerstone's powerful because it's connecting the foundation and walls. It's where many points meet. Some would say the cornerstone holds the building up, keeps the building standing. So Jesus is not only the cornerstone, Scripture says he's the foundation of our faith, right? Remember we mentioned this Sunday, the wise man, the wise woman, they built their house upon the rock. Those are the ones who listens to Jesus' sayings and obeys them. So Jesus is the foundation of our faith. He's the rock that we build our faith on. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And he's the cornerstone. Wow. There is salvation, Peter said, in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Time out right there. Let's freeze on that verse. If you've studied other religions, you'll see that there is no guarantee of salvation. Faith in Jesus is the only true faith that guarantees salvation. You study Islam, and they give you the pillars of Islam. They say, man, you do your best, and righteous and all-merciful Allah will one day decide if you're going to go to heaven or hell. Which, that's a strange religion. Because the men, when they, when they go to heaven according to that religion, they're served by 72 virgin women. All the ladies in here are like, man, I wouldn't be a Muslim. You'd be surprised. That's weird, isn't it? I just want to throw that out there. I want you to make sure that you never get in your mind the lie that, oh, we all, maybe some of you have said it and you can repent. Say, oh, no, we all serve the same God. No, we don't. (laughs) No, we don't. Allah is not the God you serve. You know where Allah came from? Muhammad was clever. He picked one of his ancestors' gods, one of their desert gods. It was actually the moon god. The moon god is not the god of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The moon god is not Jesus. He picked one. So guess what? Allah had no son. He had prophets, but he didn't have a son. Like Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God manifest in the flesh, right? 
So make sure, I don't know why I'm getting into this tonight, someone on the live stream or in this house needs to hear true doctrine, not false doctrine. Any spirit that comes and says, Jesus Christ has not come in the flesh as God, Scripture says that is the spirit of Antichrist. That is the spirit of Antichrist. And people will tell you, well, you know, like I told you earlier, well, you know, no, Jesus is really Michael the archangel. I'm not, I don't have to be real bright to... Michael is a different name than Jesus. Isn't it? Michael's not mentioned much in Scripture. Jesus is mentioned a lot. And if you look at their attributes, Hebrews chapter 1 says, To which of his angels did he say, Be seated at my right hand? That is, so that blows that away. There is salvation in no one else, someone say. Someone say, There is salvation in no one else. Someone say, Only Jesus. That's it. We have hitched our faith, our hope, everything, all of our fortunes on that. Some people said, oh, man, what if it's not true? You know what? I'll give my life for it. We either believe or we don't at this point. I, I, never, I never understood people say, well, I just want to serve God and just kind of fake it, just kind of move through, ride the fence, just do whatever. I'm going to do what the world does and then serve God. No, you can't serve two masters. you got to remember there's salvation in no one else. You guys know how it is. When you're going through a hard time, Netflix has no answers for you. Netflix is entertaining. It can be fun. Some great, apart from all the junk they got on there, they got some cool stuff on there. You know what, G, man, you know what? Let's just, let's get into it. You know what the Lord told his people when they had been serving other gods? They were going into captivity, being oppressed by their enemies. He said, pray to your gods now to save you. He said, go ahead and pray to your gods. You guys remember the old saying, money can buy you a bed, but not sleep. Money can buy you a partner, but no, not love. Money, money can buy you all kinds of stuff, but it can't buy you peace. There is salvation in no one else. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary and overburdened, heavy laden, one translation says, and I will give you rest for your souls. What's your soul? That's your mind, your will and your emotions. You ever been through something? We talked in Bible study last night. Man, we, we shared our hearts with each other. Any of y'all going through stuff right now? With your kids, with your family, your mom or dad, an aunt or uncle, a, a situation? There, that's normal. In this world, you will have trouble. But Jesus overcame the whole thing. He overcame. There is salvation in no one else. Look into Buddha. He can just give you good ideas that sound good. And, and it sounds great. Yeah, I'm not going to get into all of that. But Really? And Muhammad, he went to the grave. Jesus is, is the one. You can't, you can't find his body. He got up out of that grave. There is salvation in no one else. We've staked our claim. We've said, you know what, God? We believe you. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Period. Buddha does not offer salvation. I think Buddha is one of those that, I, I could be wrong, is that one of them that offers nirvana? Do y'all know, no, no, know what nirvana is? And no, it's not a, the first grunge rock alternative band from the early 90s. That didn't work for Kurt Cobain if you look into that. That's just, ugh. Cool sounding, but you know, it's kind of depressing and weird. Not godly, all right? So that was my generation. 
No, nirvana, they're like, you're in this perfect bliss, but you're not in a body, you're just energy. That's not what Scripture says. Scripture says, absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Once again, God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. I'm going to hit that hard tonight. I'm not going to leave it alone. Look into Buddhism. Look into Hinduism. There's no guarantee of anything. And that whole reincarnation thing, that's not scriptural. Scripture says it is appointed unto men and women once to die, and after this, the judgment. So there's that, right? Got to put God first. There is salvation in no one else. The name of Jesus. Say, man, why do we read the words of Jesus? And you know what the world does? The world is clever. The world says, Jesus was a good man. I remember being a kid going, hey, the world. I remember telling Dad, I was a little boy. I said, Dad, they told us at school that Jesus was a good man. Dad said, that's great, but they only got part of it. He was a good man. My grandpa was a good man. My dad's a good man. But apart from Jesus, we're just men. We're just women. Man, y'all are great people. But Scripture says... Look at this. This is why Jesus is so important. Scripture tells us that all of our righteousness is like filthy rags. Everything we can do in our own strength as a man or a woman or a teenager, boy or girl, is it's not enough. But thank God it was prophesied in the Old Testament. said, though your sins be blood red like scarlet, deep red, almost purple. They're so obvious and noticeable. I will make them white, white as snow. Only Jesus can do that. Jesus takes away the sin of the world. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Someone give me an amen tonight. Let's move on. Praise God. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Did you know, I, I heard a few comments this week about this past sermon, Sunday's sermon. I called Bill Gates stupid. and Maybe that was a little harsh but I don't take it back. So, I mean, that whole one world government vibe, everybody needs to be controlled and we need less people on the planet and everybody has to take a vaccine, that's not of God. Did you know someone, a man of God, even said, no, if Jesus was here, he would take the vaccine. What? I'm not going to say who that was. Y'all find that amusing? No, no, get it out of your system. He, no, he said that. Did y'all, do y'all know who it was? I'll tell you later. No, he's a man of God. That was a, that was a mistake. He said, no, if Jesus was here, he'd do the right thing. He did. Can you imagine God in the flesh? This guy doesn't even get sick. He's healing the sick. No, y'all go ahead. Be sure and swab me because I don't, I don't want to get a, a, I don't want to have a problem here. No, 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 do it on my right arm. I, just go ahead and, would you go ahead and just use the, use the alcohol, swab on me and give me the shot. Can you imagine Jesus? People have to do what they want, and that's fine. That's between them and God. Say, man, I got the vaccine. That's fine. But my thing is, don't twist Scripture about it. Here's what Scripture says. You got to do stuff, whatever you do. Getting the vaccine, not getting the vaccine, do it in faith. Right? I'm not getting the vaccine, I tell you tonight. That's my personal conviction, I'm not. I was fully vaccinated by the age of 30, and that's way too late in life, because I had to go on a trip to South Africa. Gave me all kinds of shots. I don't even know what they gave me, man. I was already going bald. It probably like started a few years ago. My wife goes, did you know you're losing more hair? I'm like, well, I don't know that it matters now, right? 
my hair just going to go like that and just vanish. I'll just have hairy arms and just completely bald. But let me say this once again. Your faith should be in Jesus alone. You as a believer, do it in faith. Scripture says whatever you don't do in faith is, is sin. So get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated, go to church, don't go to church. You got to do, you, listen, you need to do stuff in faith. I'm not saying you shouldn't go to church, but my, that wasn't a perfect analogy. But whatever you do, do it in faith. I remember years ago they said, you need to get eye surgery. I'm very nearsighted. I said, back then I was like, I can't do that in faith yet. They're still perfecting that technology. No. And then people, can you imagine? And maybe, hey, if someone has done this, you've got guts, and I respect you. You're my hero. But people going, I'm going to go to Mexico and get eye surgery. What? That's faith, man. I took a guy down there one time to, to work on his teeth. Man, they were almost killing him to work on his teeth. So anyway, maybe that's just Juarez. Juarez is tough, man. That's only the strong survive, right? And Juarez. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. You got to be bold and speak out. That word boldness sent me on a tan tangent. Speak out in love. Speak out. Speak the truth. Somebody told me today, said, Pastor Matt, I haven't been able to come. They've been under the weather. They've been having a battle with their physical heart. She said, Pastor Matt, I appreciate that you speak the truth. That touched my heart. She said, you speak the truth. We need that. I said, man, sis, if you only knew the battles I've been going through to get to the pulpit to speak the truth, but here it is. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see, they could see that they were ordinary men with what? No special training in the scriptures. <laughs> Fishermen and stuff, right? They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Oh, wow. They said, something's different about y'all. You're bold. You have no special training in the scriptures, but you're quoting scripture. And they also recognized them as they said they've been with Jesus. They spent time with Jesus. Isn't that powerful? Some of you said, man, I don't have the education I wanted. Oh, yeah, you're getting an education in Scripture. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln was mostly self-educated through the Bible later on in his life? Educated himself by reading Scripture. So let people recognize that you have been with Jesus. Next verse. What verse is this one, Make up, by the way? 14, without me having to look down. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. Did you know there is nothing like the power of a changed life, whether through your actions and your living right now, or your healing, or you just, you're just not the same person? There, it's undeniable. It says there's nothing they could say. The guy, everybody knew, everybody recognized him. They'd go through the gate called Beautiful, and they're like, that's the lame guy. I'm going to stop right here so we can pray. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber, and they conferred among themselves. These guys are having a real problem. So they had Jesus executed, which turns out that was according to God's plan. The word says if the, the rulers of this world had understood God's plan, they never would have crucified the Lord of glory. So Jesus is like, he said, I told y'all all along what I was going to do. And you still did it because they didn't believe. He was saying it all the time. He told his disciples. He said, you know, I got to die, but I'm going to be ra I'm going to raise myself up. I'm going to come back to life. And they're like, he has to die. What? 
and he did it. Had they known, right? Had they, he gave them all the signs and all the warnings, but he did whatever. Now, now they've got a problem. So they had Jesus crucified, tortured, punished, crucified. They killed him, had him killed, but he rose again. And now, now they've got to mess with all of his disciples. So Jesus, see him as the seed, the first. Scripture calls him the firstborn of the elect. He is the seed that went into the ground, and he, that seed turned into something great. God's blessed us with a new home, and we have a new yard with all kinds of plants in it. And it's beautiful, but it's a mess. There's so many seeds blowing from the trees right now. Little weird things in the yard just blowing from the trees. You know, it's never windy here, right? It's like Wendy here 23 hours a day. But it's just stuff blowing. It's the seeds. And I, I look at these seeds and I'm thinking, one of these little bitty insignificant looking things turned into that pecan tree or turned into that tree or whatever. And yeah, guess what? The neighbor has a mulberry tree. <laughs> Fruitful mulberry tree. They fall onto the roof at the corner of the property and they come into my yard in the very corner. I said, Father... I had a teacher in school who used to say, why me, Father? Praise God. Izzy can go over there and eat those. I'm like, you got to be kidding. I can't hide from mulberries. But Jesus, the one seed went in the ground, he rose himself from the dead, and then he's bearing all this fruit. Now they, they messed up because now Jesus came back to life, and all of these guys, it's they, they came back to life with Jesus as well. They weren't physically killed, but they rose up in the power of the Holy Spirit, and now they're all preachers. They're all acting like Jesus now. That's crazy. Say, I can't stop them all. Nope. Mm -mm. Any questions tonight? I love the book of Acts because it is the history, the history of the early church. We're going to get into the, man, we're going to get into the, the journeys of Paul after he's saved. But this is powerful, powerful, powerful. Let's pray tonight. Go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes. I love going verse by verse with you. You're such good, good and attentive and wonderful listeners. Father, we thank you tonight because you're faithful. Father, we trust you tonight because you're good. Lord, your track record is proven. Your promises are faithful. Your protection is real. Your righteousness is sure. Your hope is everlasting, God. And your faith moves mountains, God. Your faith moves mountains. I believe everybody in this house has accepted Jesus. But for those on the live stream or anyone else, just in case, who listens to this podcast later, would you repeat this prayer of salvation with me? Do it with all your heart. This is going to help someone come to Jesus. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. He died and rose again for me. He's my Lord and He's my Savior. I thank you, Lord, that I'm saved from hell and my sin. And I'm forgiven. I am your child. I'm sorry for anything I've done to disappoint you or to displease you. Thank you for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name.